We are live. Good morning, Rich Hill and Bates County. Oh, man. You guys are amazing. Uh, I kind of left the podcast alone yesterday after I put it out there on on the social media world. Let y'all listen to it. And uh, came back this morning. I was talking to a buddy. And I was actually uh, talking to him about Proposition 2. He was asking questions. And, uh, you know, I tried to explain to him the best way that I could, that Rich Hill just can't compete with the electricity. Um, we don't have a power plant anymore to buy our electricity, and it's just going to continue to increase. So, yeah. So hopefully he has a better understanding, and hopefully I, I broke it down enough for him uh, and you guys that you have understood that you understand better. And if you don't, I hope that you ask somebody or go to that power up Rich Hill and, you know, get, get some information. So, yeah, uh, 32 degrees this morning. It's Friday. Friday morning. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys heard, we're going to talk about Butler today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some things that were said on air that uh, if I if I got the information right, it's the... Uh, Stockton uh, was upset on some announcers on what they said. So the information that I got was he, one of the announcers had said, um, they honest like cockroaches. And it was either that or the fact that he said that one of them said, uh, the kids shooting the ball wasn't a threat from where they were shooting. And I kind of laughed when I heard about this. Like, is, is a parent really that sensitive that they took offense to that? Because as a coach... If I'm playing a team and say that there's a kid that likes to shoot threes and he shoots a 25%, I'm going to let him shoot. I'll let him shoot all day out there. Hey, go for it. Guard him, but don't guard him tight. If he wants to shoot the three, let him. And if they can beat us, with that one kid shooting three, then let him. Uh, you know, because I, I look back at I look back at the NBA, and you know, 
when you're in the NBA, there is no reason that your free throw percentage should be horrible. There should be no reason. Um, but Shaquille O'Neal was a horrible free throw shooter. So they started, there was uh, one, I'm pretty sure it was one season. That as soon as he touched the ball, they fouled it. And make him shoot a free throw. So instead of him scoring two points and the team getting two more points, they'd make him go to the free throw line. And about 90% of the time, he would miss. He'd miss at least one. And probably, I think his free throw percentage was like 40%. I think for a career, it's, I haven't looked it up. Maybe I need to look it up, but it's 50%. In the 50s, I think maybe it's less than that. But this uh, parent or this fan did not like the fact that the announcer said, what he said, and I've listened to these announcers for football and for basketball. I think they do an exceptionally well job. Uh, I, I've never had any complaints with them. Uh, I do know them, both of them. They are very comical. the way they do it. They are very detailed in the way they do it. And they've been doing it a long time. And, you know, for them, it was put out that they had got some, uh, the radio station had put out that they had got some complaints on the way the game was announced. And so that they were looking into it and they were these two announcers have been doing this for 10 years without complaint. They didn't have to put that statement out, for one. Let's let's go there. They didn't have to put that statement out. They could have got these complaints, and they could have addressed it internally and been done with it. And been done with it. But they didn't. They came out to the public and they said, hey, we got some complaints about the way the game was announced last night. We're looking into it and we're, we appreciate the input and uh, we're going to use this as a teaching slash learning environment situation. And I did post on it and one of the guys said that, you know, they wish that they would have backed their employees. Well, they they did. They they did back them. They didn't come out and say, "Hey, the guys were wrong for saying what they wrong or saying what they said." They just said that they were looking into it and for the last 10 years that they've done this that they've had zero complaints. And they were going to, you know, use this as a learning experience. Big, sometimes you have to think bigger picture, and this, and I believe that the radio station was looking bigger picture. I think they believe that, they know that they they can't please everybody. 
And sometimes people just complain to complain. They did not say that. Those are not their words. Those are my words. So in a sense, they're kind of entertaining this. And maybe that's where some of the the people that did listen to the radio station, because I did not, are kind of upset. But they have to look at this. And, you know, if if it was the wrong choice of words, it was the wrong choice of words. You know, you get, you get caught up in the moment and call them the game. So, I don't fault uh, the announcers. I don't fault the radio station. And I don't fault the parent. You know, you, you live... You live and you learn, and they they said that they were going to learn from this and use it as a teaching moment. I commend that. Um, and I truly do hope that, you know, it's it's nothing that they um, sit there and say, well, you know, your job could be on the line, you know. Uh, especially with it being the the first instance um, type deal. So um, I did I did get that the lady that made the complaint or the people that made the complaint did not even hear it firsthand. They heard it secondhand. That somebody else told them, you know that they said that their kid uh, was not a threat to shoot where they were shooting. Well, are they? Or are they? Um, And I say that because, you know, as a coach, I will... What's the difference between a coach telling the team um, in a timeout, hey, that kid wants to shoot from beyond the arc, let him. Or what's the difference between a coach uh, yelling out, you know, if say, say that I'm coaching and I've already told my kids, hey, this guy is not a threat from here. And then in the game, you know, the kid gets the ball. And we're closely guarding, and I start yelling at one of my kids to back up. Hey, he's not a threat out there. Let him shoot. So what's the difference between an announcer saying it and a coach saying it? And An announcer is neutral. Should be. And from when I've listened to these two two announcers, I think they're pretty much neutral. I mean, you can tell that they're fans of Butler, but they do a real good job of staying neutral. And that's what I love about when I listen to them. Um, You know, they're very vocal, um, whether it be the officiating or... Um, whether it be the Butler side or even the other side, 
they tell you how it is, which an announcer is supposed to do. Maybe, maybe the person was having a bad day. I don't know. But I, I like the fact that the radio station came out. They said, hey, we had a complaint or some complaints on the way the game was announced last night. We just wanted you to know that we are tracking and we are looking into it. And we're going to use this as a learning, teaching uh, situation. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, if I was the one making the complaint and it was something as minute as that, would I ask for their jobs? Uh, no. And I would think that as the boss, that even if somebody did ask for the job, that that's a little extreme. But, who knows? Um, You know, and I even used the analogy uh, when somebody said, somebody came out on the post and said, well, this is the information that I got. And I said, so what you're telling me is that uh, Shaquille O'Neal that doesn't shoot free throws very good, um, the announcer said, he's he's the one that you want to foul and put on the line because his free throw percentage is horrible. And I laughed about it. And I said, I'm just kidding. Um, so, you know, that's my, that's my thoughts on that. Um, you know, it's like, what is, what are we coming to, to be so sensitive, you know? And I, and I'll transition that into the reason I say that is because I, I happened to look at my, my social media and I had X amount of friends. And then later, I was messing around again, and I ended up on my profile, and I was minus X amount of friends, minus one friend. And I said, really? I said, hmm. I haven't checked to see if I'm minus a couple more, because honestly, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter if you are my friend or you're not my friend on social media. I'm bigger than that. And I could have one friend on social media. I'm still going to talk to to you. If I see you in public, I'm still going to say hi. For the most part. There's times that I, I don't feel like talking. <clears throat> well, that's, that's just me. Um, you know, if we have an issue... And we talk about it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And other people, you know, we have an issue. We talk about it. Or we don't talk about it. And they carry it for however long. I'm like, it's not even that serious. Like, for the most part. Um, like, why, why, why do we have an issue? 
Oh, that's why we have an issue. Um, okay, let's talk about it. And it's not just here. It's a lot of places. Um, you know, and I, I just, it baffles me. It really does. Um, to the to the extent that it's like, why as a, as a nation, are we catering to the softness? Oh, I don't know. Um, it is what it is. And man, I, I, for the last two, I mean, two weeks, I've, I've, well, actually, it's been longer than that because I've been taking the kids to school longer than that. But since I've been taking the kids, I do this podcast and I drive around with a chill. And I am baffled on some of the things I see. And I try to go to, I try to go to go down roads that, you know, I haven't been down in a while. Like, I haven't been down the Maple Street, 12th Street in a while. I haven't been down the uh, baseball field in a while. So I try to go down those streets. The ones that I... I don't travel every day. Because, like, I'm... It seems like I'm always traveling down 6th Street. Because that's the street that I grew up on. And... I want to I want to use streets that I don't necessarily know. Um, I've I lived here my whole life. Well, up until I was eighteen, and people would tell me a street, and I'm like, uh, "Where's that at?" And some of them look at me and like, mm, "What do you mean, where's that at? Didn't you grow up here?" Yeah, I don't know street names. I know Sixth Street. Oh. So, where's it at again? <laughs> I know Walnut. Um, and I am going to be looking for property. So, if you listen to this and you know some property, there's some property. What street is this? I don't even know what street this is. Uh, let me see. This street is 14th Street. So there's some property on 14th Street that I'd really like to look at and be really curious to see if they would sell. Um, I'm, uh, this is Maple, I believe. I'm down my Maple Street, going into 15th Street. Um... And to be honest with you, I didn't know some of these houses were back there. Um, and I, I came down here because there's, there is some property up here for sale. Uh, the person selling it told me about it. I had asked about some other property. And they told me no. No, they told me no. So I did come down here and look at this. I just don't think the property down here is going to be big enough for what I want to do. And it changes constantly on what I want to do with the property. Um, you know, me and the wife were talking last night about a cheer gym. Ooh. And 
putting it cheer, Jim, up. And she's like, I just don't think people are going to come. I was like, you don't know unless you try. I said, worst case scenario, I said, we do a cheer, Jim, and nobody wants to do it. Who cares? She's like, well, that's money. I said, okay. I said, so we do a cheer, Jim, you, for Bates County, and nobody comes. Nobody wants to do cheer. Competition cheer. So then we turn it into a regular gym. Um, and, you know, we pay for it that way. Because uh, she really wants to do competition cheer. I think she'd be really good at it. I think it'd be really good for the community of Rich Hill. Hume, Butler. Butler has a uh, kind of a competition cheer gym, but I told her that my daughter would not go back. And this is the reason why. I have an issue with People not knowing how to do things. So the way competition cheer works is you go to different cheer competitions. And, you know, when when my daughter did it when we were in Fort Leonard Wood, they used to do two or three a year. Plus, they used to do a routine at the local Fourth of July there. So they would do, oh, one in, um, we, uh, sorry, my, I was reading a text my son sent me, um, so, you know, they would go up to Sedalia, Kansas City, <clears throat> I know two of them for a fact, um, and they would cheer. And the way it works is you get, if you're good enough, you get bids to go to the big competition in Florida. And I don't think Dixon ever got one while my daughter was there. And the neat thing about it is, is say that you, you go to these competitions and the judges know who has bids already to go to um, Florida. So what they will do is they will evaluate each team and then be like, well, this team is can still win, but we're not going to give them a bid to Florida. So the second place team maybe doesn't have a spot for Florida, so they will give them the bid. And that happened when my daughter was cheering and Butler. They had pumped the kids up and said, hey, you guys are looking really good and you have a chance to go to Florida. Well, it happened. They got the bid to go to Florida and the coaches started freaking out how are they going to pay for a trip to Florida? 
and they didn't have enough time to fundraise, so the coaches decided not to go. And I said, I'm not okay with this. And my wife my wife is heated too. I said, I am not okay with this. And she was like, I know. I said, no. I was like, my not okay with this is different than your not okay with this. I said, you have sponsors. And she was like, yeah. I said, you wear a shirt that thanks the sponsors for contributing for this competition cheer. What have the sponsors paid for? Where, if they had raised money, a sponsorship, what did, where did the money go? You've only done two competitions. You can't tell me that 13 sponsorships donated X amount of dollars and all of that money went to the two competitions. <laughs> I said, that is crazy. And uh, I said, well, she's not going back. I said, if you guys don't go, she's not going back. And <laughs> they didn't go. They had, to, they had to make the decision by Monday or Tuesday, I think. And uh, they decided not to go. I say she's not going back. No. Because the um, the cheer didn't cost a whole lot. Like my daughter, you know, she had to pay for cheer down in um, Dixon, down in Crocker. And that it was a monthly fee. And here, the only thing we paid for was a uniform. But they had sponsors to pay for everything else. So what did the sponsors pay for? Where'd that money go? They didn't. They didn't charge a monthly fee. I don't think, because the the gym that they were using was free. So Butler High School. And I was just upset. But the fact that they got a bid to go to Florida and they couldn't go because they, they didn't know how they were going to pay for it. Now, I think they did some fundraising, too, before that. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. So, anyways, the wife has said that since she got involved with the one in Crocker, that she wanted to open a cheer gym, I'm all for it, Um, you know, I went to competitions, they are, (laughs) they're amazing on what the cheerleaders can do, and I really think that Rich Hill needs to expand their cheerleading program, and, you know, they can still do the cheerleading, but the coaches need to look at doing a, doing one in the summer, like, Continuing to practice during the summer and doing a competition cheer in the summer. And if they don't go to compete, at least go to watch. Because 
and there's a lot of people that say cheer is not a sport. I'm going to tell you this. Cheer is a freaking sport. With the amount of time that they put into it and the work ethic that they put into it and the concussions that they incur, it's a sport. I'll tell you that right now. It's a sport. Um, and I, th- and I try to think bigger picture to where, what are you going to do after high school? Do you want to continue to cheer? How many people in the Bates County area go to college to cheer? I've known, I know, I've known a one and I graduated with her in 2000 and she was from Adrian and then just the other day somebody else popped up on my on my feed and Rich Hill actually had one that graduated in 2016 or 2017 and so she would be another good candidate to talk to about getting a scholarship to go cheer. It's like we focus on football, we focus on basketball, and that's it. We don't focus on anything else. Well, why don't we start focusing on these sports that uh, can almost guarantee somebody to go to college. And with that, I got to wrap this up. I appreciate each and every one of you. Like it, love it, hate it, share it, don't share it. But I love each and every one of you. Thank you for taking the time.